Hey guys, welcome back to Fork You. I'm your host, Adriel Joy, and this week I'm bringing you something hot off the presses, folks. Well, it happened last year, but the conviction and sentencing just occurred last week. So let's escape the humid heat of Houston, where I am, and jump on over to the dry heat of Phoenix, Arizona. Renee Lewis was 35 years old on May 18, 2018, when the police responded to an apartment near 43rd and Dunlap Avenues in Phoenix, Arizona, after a neighbor had called them to come over. When the police arrived, they discovered the body of Darnell Brown laying on the ground, shot in the neck. Surrounded by glass from a broken window, Brown was struggling for his life. The police called an ambulance while arresting Renee Lewis for shooting him. Brown had broken up with Lewis shortly before this event occurred. She um, clearly did not take that very well. She came back to talk to him more, trying to convince him to give her another shot. But she brought a gun along with her to help with the discussion. Cause you know, as guns are like super helpful and emotionally driven talks and everything, they're my go-to tool in a discussion that is gonna be highly emotional. That sarcasm, just cause I'm from Texas, doesn't mean I actually carry a gun with me, especially in situations like this. These two fought. Lewis was devastated. She loved Brown and did not want to let him go. That is not an assumption, guys. She later told the police that she wanted Brown to die if they couldn't be together. Legit, that is some twisted Shakespeare stuff going on. Guns and pressure are probably not the best plan to win back a past lover. But I guess everyone has their own idea on that. After a struggle inside the apartment, the two found themselves on the patio, where the fight continued to escalate. Brown's neighbor looked down to see what all the commotion was about, and Brown asked him for help, stating, help me, big bro, they're trying to kill me. I'm not real sure who they are, but Renee Lewis certainly was trying to kill him. Brown was trying to get the gun away from Lewis. Eventually, he did, and he left the apartment. But it was not over yet. Lewis jumped through the front window to go after Brown. You heard that right. He left the apartment after getting a gun away from her, and she jumped through the window to go get him. I guess the door must not have been as easy to get through as jumping through an entire window was. So she must have been in her right mind while making this choice. You cannot see me, but I'm rolling my eyes. After jumping through the window and landing on top of him, Lewis managed to get her hands on the gun again, and she pulled the trigger. The bullet hit Brown in the neck, keeping him on the ground. After seeing what she did, Lewis tried to shoot Brown again, but the gun malfunctioned. Luckily, this neighbor took Brown seriously and was able to get the police there rather quickly. Sadly though, after several surgeries, Brown died in the hospital. 
Lewis was charged with second-degree murder after Darnell Brown passed away. Second-degree murder is an intentional murder, just like first-degree is, but it is considered to not be a premeditated or planned murder. Just so you know the difference. I also sort of don't understand this. If she brought the gun over, wouldn't that be planned? Unless they're stating that she did not truly mean to kill him, but rather brought the gun to scare him back into the relationship? It's interesting. Like, for real though, why would you want to force someone to be with you? I don't care who you are, where you're from, what you did, as long as you love me. <laughs> okay, just joking, that was a bad joke. But seriously, I don't care who you are, where you're from, what you did, I'm really going somewhere this time and it's not to a Backstreet Boys concert. There is nobody on this planet who should ever think that they should settle or fight for someone who doesn't want to be with them. Are breakups hard? Usually. But with time and space, you can start to see that that person was not good enough for you. Maybe they weren't treating you the way they deserved. Maybe they lied to you about something. Maybe you are actually too good for them. Or maybe you're a crazy chick who will chase someone with a gun just to stay with them. So they don't want to be with you for anything other than purely safety reasons. Just take the time to remove yourself from the situation after a breakup and you will start to get clearer vision. On August 20th, 2019, Lewis was sentenced to 10 and a half years in prison after accepting a guilty plea, wait for it, for manslaughter. Now, manslaughter is killing someone without malice or planning. It's usually considered unintentional and in many cases is the result of reckless or criminal negligence. Um, so straight up like a misdemeanor or low-grade felony, like a DUI. So this lady murdered her ex because he didn't want to be with her. No offense, but for kind of obvious reasons now. And she's going to walk out of prison in realistically less than 10 years if she gets good behavior. Darnell Brown lost his life. She's only losing a decade. While he was dying in a hospital, Renee Lewis was getting her thumbprints taken. These don't feel like equal things to me. Well, speaking of thumbprints, let's talk about one of the holiday cookie favorites, thumbprint cookies. You've seen them in the bakery, probably mostly the Americanized way with Hershey Kisses in the center. They're cute, they're like the little like butter, like vanilla buttery cookies. They're little, they're round, and they've got a little Hershey Kiss in them. They're delicious, but these buttery, delicious cookies were actually created in Sweden with raspberry jam as the main item used in the center. And in Sweden, they're called Hallengrotta, which means raspberry cave in Swedish. They are a super simple cookie and depending on what batter you use and what center you place into them, they are relatively low in calories as well. With butter dough, I mean, this should be obvious, butter is in the title, you're going to raise the fat and calorie content. But you can use a basic sugar cookie to keep all those things lower. 
I mean, if you're eating them around the holidays, the last thing you want is to put on weight by eating these sweet treats. You never know, putting on some weight could even lead to a breakup. Yikes, man, that is super vain, but it really does happen. It happens vice versa too. Like I've seen people who lost a bunch of weight and gained a lot of confidence and suddenly like their significant felt like insecure or something and they broke up. I've seen someone gain weight and their other person grow unattracted to them anymore, so they broke up. So really, weight can be a factor, folks, and them holidays are hard enough all on their own. You don't want to have to go through a breakup during the holidays and then you're alone and you're sad and you end up watching Hallmark movies and eating on your couch while crying into your wine. Okay, that might be a personal experience story of mine, but don't judge me. I like Hallmark movies. So, back to breakups that cause crimes. Why does that happen? Why do so many breakups lead to crime? Mainly because anytime emotions, like really true and hardcore emotions and feelings are involved in stuff, anything can happen. It can be really bad. And according to studies done at Bingham and University and University College London, both located in the United Kingdom, women take on more emotional and physical responses to getting over a breakup, while men tend to actually take longer to get over their former flame. And that's whether they were broken up with or the breaker upper, which I do find interesting. Now, as a woman who has suffered at the hands of a breakup, this does give me pleasure on a mean, spiteful level, and I think that's okay. It does make me feel good to know that men suffer because <laughs> you always feel like it's just you. You know, like whenever you're going through something because then you're not really talking to them about what they're going through. So then you feel like you're the only one in pain and you're the only one feeling emotions and you don't realize that they're suffering on their end as well. And with social media, it can be like super falsified because we, I mean, we, put, we only put up our highlight reels anyway with social media. So then you go on and of course you go look at his Insta and you see that he's out there having fun and you're like, great, he doesn't even care that I'm gone. But they tend to cover it up better than us, but they still suffer, which is kind of nice to know. Women feel emotional pain, but only slightly more so than men. The real difference is that women have more physical pains from breakups than men do. Insomnia, panic attacks, eating disorders, weight change, things like this that cause women a lot of trouble after breakups. I know I've gone through breakups where I have not been able to sleep and where you can't eat, you're never hungry, and when you do try and finally eat, like you're throwing up because you feel physically sick and in pain from this. It's like you take on a physical response to your emotional scars. So in the case of Lewis, like imagine not being able to sleep or eat and wanting to talk to your ex and convince him that he should give you another chance, even if that's not good for you guys. All those things add up to really bad decisions, like bringing a gun to your ex's house while trying to talk to him about how you're awesome and you should get back together. Both sexes 
state that they tend to feel depressed and angry more than any other feelings and emotions. Yeah, I would say that feels pretty similarly accurate from things I've gone through. But why do women get affected more? Well, scientifically, it looks like that is because women tend to have more at stake in relationships than guys do. There's always a greater investment on the women's side, one that could lead to babies, which lead to body changes, families, stuff like that. The fact that a woman could get pregnant, voluntary or involuntarily, creates a higher risk factor to her, which is why, as women, we tend to latch on more intensely. For men, they tend to focus on the loss, who they lost, the future they lost with this person, the possible friendship that they've lost with this person that they spent this time with, losing the person they talk to about everything, the person they want to tell everything that happens in their day, not having that anymore, realizing that they're not going to be able to replace the person who's now gone because no one can ever replace like a person. You just find a new person. But things like that, this is why they feel the loss deeply and for a longer period of time than women. Unfortunately, partner assaults and murders keep growing as the years go by. It's even starting as early as high school now, guys. High school. That is so heartbreaking. I remember being that age and things hurt so bad back then. It's super fresh. You haven't been broken hearted as badly yet. You haven't, you're not as jaded yet. And as the years go by, as you grow up, the betrayals, the hurts, the lies, the suffering, they start to hurt, honestly, less and less because you start to associate them with things that just happen in life. People are going to hurt you. People are going to mistreat you. It's a part of life. You know, it doesn't mean that we have to be okay with it. It doesn't mean that you have to settle for it. It doesn't mean that that we should be that way towards people. It doesn't mean we should try and cause harm or try and be painful. It's just something that comes along with life. And the more open you are and the more loving and caring you are, I'll be real honest, as a loving and caring person, you get hurt a lot more because you allow yourself to be more vulnerable. It's really hard, and when you're a kid, you don't really understand that kind of stuff yet, and you take everything, I mean, it's, it, it is all personal because it's a breakup, right? So it's like whether they're breaking up with you or you're breaking up with them, it's personal because this is like the person you're spending time with. But when you're a kid, you can't disassociate certain things. Like when you meet someone and you're 14, you just, this is the love of my life and I'm going to be with them forever. You don't see yourself at 40. You know, you don't see all the things that are going to happen in between that to get you to a different place and to who you really are supposed to be because you're not who you're really going to be at 14. And these crimes are so common practice now that there's actually terminology for it. I was really shocked. When a man kills a woman partner, it's called, oh man, these are hard to pronounce, yuxaricide. You, it's U-X-O-R-I-C-I-D-E. Yuxaricide, I think. And it's far more common than the case of marticide, which is when a woman murders her male partner, like Renee Lewis did to Darnell Brown in this case. And according to the FBI, for every 100 husbands that kill their wives, 75 wives kill their husbands. I still think that's pretty high. That means 75% for, you know, whatever. I'm not good with math. I'm not going to do the math for you. That's still, that's what, so 175, that's, that's easy math. So there are 
fourth less of murders from the women's side. There are, however, a few cities across the great states of America where women tend to kill the men more. They are Chicago, Detroit, and good old Houston, Texas. Even though these crimes seem high here in the United States, only 38% of women killed in America die from a partner death. If you go to Africa, that jumps to 40%. And in Southeast Asia, it jumps all the way to 55%. But the overall average for the whole world is that 35% murdered women die at the hands of their partner. And so back before 1828, taking it back even further, killing your partner was only considered petty treason. Oh my gosh, it's a murder, right? Not petty treason. So maybe that's why Lewis got off so easy for killing Darnell Brown. It was just petty treason. It goes like that all the way back though. Like Roman Emperor Claudius was allegedly poisoned by his wife Agrippina the Younger, all to ensure that her son Nero would become king. Ouch! Killing the father to secure the son's future? That is super harsh. It's also seen in Greek mythology as well. Clytemnestra, I think that, <laughs> I think that's what this is. Clytemnestra eh, murdered Agamemnon for sacrificing their daughter Iphigenia in order to gain power of Troy. See? And also a super dark but funny and based off a true story. I believe that is true. Don't necessarily quote me, but I think this is based off of a true story. Based, of course. It has Nicole Kidman, and it's called To Die For. It covers this ground as well. She gets her younger lover to kill her husband for by convincing her younger lover that her husband was abusive, but in reality, she just wanted to keep becoming a more famous TV celebrity and didn't want to have a family, so she wanted a way out and convinced him to do it. Those three stories alone have a lot of struggles going on with power, wanting to lead something, wanting to do all that kind of stuff. People, like, apparently don't just talk things out anymore, or ever, I guess. Looks like communication has forever been the main issue in relationships. Roald Dahl even wrote a short story about a lady who snaps at dinner and beats her husband to death with a lamb leg. That's right, leg a lamb, beats him to death. Roald Dahl, Charlie Chocolate Factory, same guy, wrote this short story. Can you even imagine this? It's crazy. That's super intense. And from Roald Dahl's brain, it's quite an interesting read. It's um, called Lamb to the Slaughter, if you want to read it. And if you're not a reader, you can go check it out in the archived Alfred Hitchcock Presents episodes. And this particular episode was ranked 59 in top 100 episodes of TV ever by TV Guide back in 2009. It aired on April 13, 1958, if you want to look it up. So to wrap this up, I want to close with some helpful tips and try to help prevent some of these tragic life endings from continuing. Look, breakups suck. Period. There's like not a way around that. That's what they do. They suck. You know what? They are real shitty sometimes. They really, really are. 
It doesn't matter if you want to end things or if someone ends things with you. They will always suck. If you do the ending, that comes with the guilt of doing something that feels right to you because many times it does not feel right to the person you are ending it with. And that's super hard. You can't make someone see things from your side. You can try and explain it as best as possible, but there are no guarantees. And if you have things ended with you, being a jerk to them doesn't make it better, guys. No matter what you think or feel at the time, it's hard to process someone leaving you, especially if they don't really give you any closure on the matter. But that doesn't mean you should be mean. Then, there's cheating. If someone cheats on you, do not sweat it. I know that's easier said than done, but think about it. That wasn't about you. That was a choice that they made. Often, we blame our significant others for our actions instead of owning up to them. And often, we allow it to happen. We need to start being honest about what we have done and truly owning it. I have been cheated on, and I have cheated. Both suck, and only one of them was my fault. It took me a very long time to understand that. As a general life rule, I feel like we need to should be more honest with each other. We live in a fuck boy, fuck girl kind of world where people constantly lie to get something they want from someone else without caring about the other person at all. This has created a huge breach in trust across all people. Nobody is honest any longer and it's making people suck more and more every day. So let's stop that and bring some kindness and truth back to the world. So I found this list on how to break up with people in a respectful way, and I think it's it's worth sharing. So here is, I think this number one is very, very important. Don't bring up your issues in front of the world, like social media. You shouldn't be doing that anyway. You're having issues, deal with it personally. Putting things on social media is really, really not the smart way to do anything. Steer clear of blame. You just don't need to do it. People get defensive, then you'll get defensive. It creates way more problems. And ultimately, if a relationship is ending, there's usually two reasons why, and they have to do with both sides of the story. Be kind, be honest, and very importantly, I think, be clear about what is going on. Discuss it in a safe setting where you have privacy. Of course, unless you are fearful of their response or who they are and stuff like that, any kind of fear like that, do it in a public area. Stay open and ask yourself what you can learn from the experience. I've been in quite a few relationships in my life and there is definitely stuff that has taught me a lot. Um, Not just like through the breakup, you know, like through the relationship, I think that if you truly invest yourself, I'm I'm an all or none person. Like I don't love half-heartedly. So if I'm gonna love you, I'm gonna truly love you. And I'm gonna try and grow and become a better person. And I feel like that's what relationships should be, that you guys should push each other to grow and to develop and to become better people. Um, and I think there's just ways to, you can look through the, the whole relationship and look back and see, what you got from it, how you learned from it, and what you can take on to be better next time. And not necessarily 
that you did anything wrong just to make sure that your relationship is you know better communicated that you are like more supportive or whatever stuff like that if um the other party cannot be respectful it is 100 percent okay to end the conversation the relationship the situation or whatever and just walk away without any further discussion if someone's being disrespectful if they're being rude or harsh walk away you don't need that kind of drama in your life allow time and space to heal don't contact them no matter how hard it is you might even have to block them to get it done this is really hard um because it's like the, your person that you've been talking to like the one like you text all day and that you talk to and you look forward to or whatever and then all of a sudden you just aren't supposed to talk to him so it's hard and things happen in your life you want to reach out and you want to say something from personal experience no matter how much you still love that person it's going to keep hurting you more you can't do it you just can't you have to stop talking to them and even if they like want to be friends still or anything like that that kind of stuff takes time there's a pain that has to heal long before a friendship can be built because there's a trust that gets broken through a breakup and you can't really have a true like relationship and friendship or anything without trust so make sure you're taking the time and the space to get healing don't spread rumors for any reason at all and especially not out of spite that is just super messed up it is okay to cry listen to that again it is okay to cry what is not okay is to allow your sadness to keep you from doing your life don't wallow in it get up go out and keep living there's a song by miranda lambert called mama's broken heart which I think goes quite well with this all of this content. And in this song, so she goes a little cray cray after a breakup and she talks about how like she can hear her mama in her head telling her like how she should be acting about this breakup, right? So it goes like this. It says, I can hear her now saying she ain't gonna have it. Doesn't matter how you feel, it only matters how you look. Go and fix your makeup, girl, it's just a breakup. Run and hide your crazy and start acting like a lady. Because I raised you better. You got to keep it together, even when you fall apart. She ain't just whistling Dixie there, folks. Whether it was a fuckboy or the love of your life, you are stronger than you think you are. You are worth far more than you're probably giving yourself credit for. And you are loved. Maybe you're not loved by them, but you are loved. So if you start to feel like you're not, Look at all of your friends, your family, the people that genuinely care about you, and know one person doesn't make you unloved because you are super valuable to this world. And honestly, like, do you want to waste any more of your time on someone who doesn't love you and doesn't see your value? The answer is no. So chin up. And keep forking around out there, y'all. And I'll talk to you next week. Fork You is written and produced by me. If you want to show me some love, look on down there and give me a little five-star action. You can also head over to my Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And you can become a donator.
Want to stay up to date with me? Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Fork You the Pod. Stay fabulous, go out this weekend, and get forked up. <laughs>